0: The what Defense. Today's episode of Locked On NHL is all about the defensemen and the Norris Trophy race. All that much more on today's episode of Locked On NHL. You're Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. hello and welcome back to locked on nhl this thursday normally you see chris and adam on thursdays but unfortunately they both called out today and they called in this curly-headed guy for some reason but on today's episode of locked on nhl it's all about the defensemen more specifically the best defensemen of the nhl this season as locked on has released their top 10 candidates For the Norris Trophy, so we will go over that list, talk about some of the favorites, talk about some of the shocking names on there, and talk about some names that you may see get a vote when the Norris Trophy is announced at the end of the season. All that and much more on today's episode of Locked On NHL. Thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast. Alrighty, today, Locked On NHL hosts have voted on who they have for the Norris Trophy, or the top 10 uh, trophy Norris Trophy candidates, excuse me. And there are some pretty interesting names, so let's get to the list right now. Topping the list, of course, the guy with 22 goals, 69 assists, and 91 points. Eric Carlson on the top of that list second Josh Morrissey. oh sorry I said his name wrong Josh Morrissey who has been an absolute revelation for the Winnipeg Jets especially earlier on this year putting the Jets where they are in this uh, at this point of the season they couldn't have been there without Josh Morrissey of course third who else Cale McCarr who has missed time so far this year we'll get into Kale McCarr but if he had missed if he hadn't missed time this season we Would he be higher on this list? In fourth, Quinn Hughes on the not-so-great Vancouver Canucks, but he is one of the few bright spots on that team. We'll talk about him a little later on. Adam Fox, who has been an absolute stalwart, For the New York Rangers over the last couple of years, he is fifth on this list. Dougie Hamilton, sixth in voting for Locked On Host. Rasmus Dahlin getting seventh in voting for Locked On Host. A pretty interesting name on this, uh, right here on this list, and we'll talk about him a little later on, is Miro Heiskanen, who is quietly having a 51-assist Season. He is having a very good season so far. We'll talk about him a little later on. And two Boston Bruins round out the voting for Locked On host for the Norris Trophy. Ninth place getting uh, votes would be Charlie McAvoy. And 10th, of course, Hampus Lindholm. Which is very interesting as well. We'll talk about those players a little later on. But let's start off with the favorites. Everybody knew about Eric Carlson, Josh Morrissey, and Kale McCarr. Now, heading into this season, I guess everybody would have probably thought that Kale McCarr is going to be the favorite. Heading into, uh, obviously, this season. However, Cale McCarr did get into some injury issues throughout the season. He has missed time with lower body injury, with an upper body injury, with a concussion as well. He has fallen into what has been virtually the trap for the Colorado Avalanche all year this year, and that is the injury bug. Still, despite being injured numerous times and missing a large amount of time in the season. 59 games played for him where basically every other player on this list has played at least 70, if not 74, 75 games already. Kale McCarr in 59 games, 17 goals, 49 assists, 66 points. 66 points in 59 games. Those aren't only fantastic numbers. Those are borderline Connor McDavid numbers. That's not where his impressive nature really, really lies. It's in the... Advanced stats and one of my favorite tools to use is the player cards that The Athletic puts out every Monday or tries to update every Monday from Dom uh, Luchitian, I believe is how you say his name. I'm bad with very long names, so excuse me there, but from The Athletic, Dom Luchitian, we'll go with that for now. Uh, If you do know how to pronounce it, please let me know, but it's a very great tool to really see where each player stands in the NHL and in what they do. And I went through some of the player cards for these players here, and you see why all of these players deserve to be in the Norris Trophy conversation. Kale McCarr, especially, because this goes through percentile numbers. This doesn't go by rankings where you rank in the NHL. This sits through percentile. And Kale McCarr sits in the one. 100th percentile meaning he's better than 100 percent of the nhl in these stats in goals by a defenseman in assists by a defenseman in points by a defenseman in expected goals by by defenseman and gsva by defenseman now gsva might be a little bit of a a foreign number or foreign stat or foreign uh, analytic but GSVA is essentially what baseball uses with war or wins above replacement and what that also legitimately means or let's boil it down to how many games you win for your team, how many times have you won a game for your team or lost a game for your team as well throughout this season and Kale McCarr sits in the 100th percentile when it comes to winning games for his team but it doesn't stop there the defensive differential as well which is different between we're going to go through the defensive uh, differentials for some of these guys here but kale mccarr who everybody knows is an absolute offensive star has a 95th percentile defensive differential in the nhl he sits with a 20.5 defensive differential and could get up to 27.5 in this season. Now, again, this is a uh, 95th percentile oh, it's not a 100th, but it's still 95th percentile for a guy who is obviously offensively inclined. The reason why I bring that up is when we look at uh, Josh Morrissey and Car- uh, Eric Carlson, they are nowhere near where Kale McCarr sits when uh, the defensive differential comes around. However, there are different stories and different reasons why Morrissey and Carlson are in the Norris conversation today. Let's start with Josh Morrissey. Is Josh Morrissey so far this year, 73 games played, 15 goals, 54 assists, 69 games he has missed. A couple of uh, in games, not too many games. Like it, it, it wasn't it was a day-to-day type situation. A lower body injury for him, I believe it was a lower body injury. Uh, yes, I believe it was his hip. That was the issue there. But still, despite that 54 assists this year on a team that Didn't really come into the season with a whole lot of expectations. New coach. There seemed to be a lot of turmoil kind of brewing in that team with Pierre-Luc Dubois basically one foot out the door. Mark Scheifele sitting there at the end of the year going, ah, and I'll see where I am at the end of the year. I'll talk to the team. Uh, Taking away the captaincy from Blake Wheeler as well. There's a lot of very interesting things going around the Winnipeg Jets, but the one constant thing has been Josh Morrissey. And so much so, the Winnipeg Jets, at a lot of times throughout this year, in fact, a majority of the year, they were fighting for top spot in the Central Division. For Josh Morrissey, though, those advanced stats and why he's really been a real stalwart for the Winnipeg Jets, ice time in the 98th percentile amongst defensemen with 24.2 minutes per game, 100th percentile when it comes to assists, And points right now, obviously 54 assists and 69 points for him. uh, 100th percentile in uh, defenseman there. His offensive differential sits in the 93rd percentile with a 14.7 and could get up to a 15.8. But that defensive differential is not even close. He's not even in the 50th percentile when it comes to that. When you take a look at where Kale McCarr is, yeah, it makes a big difference it does make a big difference and let's go to that gsva of course that wins above replacement or how many games you win for your team every year or yeah every year and that's in the 95th percentile as well as kale mccarr with a 2.7 and could get up to an even three this year he is winning that team up to three games this season And with the race that the Winnipeg Jets are currently in, Josh Morrissey could be the most important player in that race. That's why he's in this conversation for the Norris Trophy. But it's all a conversation. But let's be real. We all know who's going to win it. And that's... Eric Carlson. That's probably because Eric Carlson has 91 points on the year, 69 assists, 22 goals, sits in the 99th percentile in ice time, uh, 99th percentile in offensive plus uh, differential, excuse me, uh, 98th percentile when it comes to expected goals, and is first in the NHL when it comes to even strength points. 59 even strength points, four more than the Edmonton Oilers' Connor McDavid. He is having an absolutely unbelievable year to the point where everybody starts sitting here and going, why are we giving this award to players who are being offensive? Isn't this the best defenseman? To which the reply can most likely be, well, a good offense is a good defense. Well, a good defense is also a good offense. So, There's always a little give and take with this trophy. But without a doubt, Eric Carlson has been the best defenseman in the NHL. He is in the 99th percentile when it comes to winning games in that GSVA for the NHL. At a 3.8 right now and could get up to a 4.1 for a team who's trying to lose hockey games. That's the biggest deal here. The San Jose Sharks are arguably the worst team in the NHL with a Lamborghini in the garage. And despite all of that, when was the last time a terrible team won the Norris Trophy? Wasn't wasn't very often. Wasn't the last time. It, or it wasn't a, a very... Quick time, the last time that happened. It wasn't, it doesn't happen. I'm waffling here, but it doesn't happen. This is absolutely unbelievable. And Eric Carlson probably deserves it. Actually, he doesn't probably deserve it. He does deserve it. But there still needs to be the conversation because there's always the quiet players That end up creeping their way into it. Now, there are some shockers on this list from our locked on hosts here. And I wanna talk about some of the surprising names on this list. We will talk about that in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you gotta try Bilt Bar. Look, if you're like me and you're trying to eat healthier, but you don't actually want to sacrifice taste, which is understandable, I don't want to do that either, then you gotta try Bilt Bar. I don't understand how they do it, but healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they are so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. But how do they do it? Well, it's probably the fact that they use 100% real chocolate. Yes, real chocolate. And they combine that real chocolate with unbelievably, undeniably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Oh my goodness, I am drooling just thinking of it. Let Let me compose myself. Either way, it tastes good. It is already healthy for you, but it's also... Packed with a whole bunch of great things for you as well. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. All of that packed into one delicious bar that is healthy and good for you. If you have a participating Walmart or Sam's Club around you, go find a box there. You can thank me later. Alrighty, let's continue today's episode with some of the surprising names on this list from our Locked On hosts here at the Locked On Podcast Network, and we're going to start off with Quinn Hughes, and not the fact that Quinn Hughes is on this list, but the fact that he's at number four on this list. Now, I'm starting to sound like I'm going to disrespect Quinn Hughes, and quite the contrary, quite different different to where I'm going here. In 70 games on one of the worst teams in the NHL this year, Quinn Hughes has seven goals, 65 assists, good for 72 points his ice time is in the 99th percentile again on one of the worst teams in the league has an assist percentile or is in the 100th percentile when it comes to assists. in the 100th percentile when it comes to points amongst defensemen and his GSVA or his wins above replacement for the Vancouver Canucks this year is in the 97th percentile with a 2.9 and could get up to 3.3 by the end of the year this Vancouver Canucks team has been absolutely shambles and it's kind of the same situation as to what's going on with uh Elias Petterson Elias Petterson is quietly having a season that's probably going to get up to 100 points and a lot of people are going is he having a quiet 100 point season right now and the same can go And same can be said with Quinn Hughes. 65 assists in 70 games. Think about that. He's almost an assist per game player and is already a point per game player for a team who's not very good. But have had some very good offensive talents this season. Obviously, Elias Pettersson, Bo Horvat was playing fantastic before he was traded. And... Andre Kuzmenko has been a fantastic addition. 35 goals already this year for him. And a lot of that has to do with the quarterback play and the calm presence of Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes at number four is almost disrespectful in some way. And again, this is not where Quinn Hughes should be, and this wasn't a, 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 a placement by any means, this was based on the voting. He got the fourth most amount of votes and weighted amount of votes, which makes sense. But he is quietly having an unbelievable year, and there could be an argument that he's having a better year than Kale McCarr a more impactful year, whatever you may want to argue. But Quinn Hughes at four, 65 assists on the year, 72 points, having a quiet, quiet season, just like Quinn Hughes likes it. Fourth, maybe even a little low here, but I think a lot of people see Quinn Hughes at number four and go, uh, why? Well, This is why. A couple more names that were kind of shocking to me. We have three more names here really quickly. Miro Heiskanen. How about Miro Heiskanen, another player who, if you're not in the Detroit market, or Detroit market, excuse me, the Dallas market, uh, you probably don't know a whole bunch of Miro Heiskanen. And to no fault of your own, but Miro Heiskanen does not get the treatment that he deserves. 71 games played, 11 goals, 51 assists, 62 points. Now, the Dallas Stars let go of John Klingberg, who has been in their organization for a long time, and there's a reason. That reason is Miro Heiskinen. This is an absolute bona fide number one defenseman in this league, and he doesn't get the respect he deserves. Let's go through some of those player numbers again. 98th percentile when it comes to ice time amongst defensemen, 25.7 minutes per game. Uh, 94th percentile when it comes to goals, 100th percentile in assists and points amongst defensemen this year. 99th percentile when it comes to expected goals on this season. His offensive differential sits at the 86th percentile, and he has won his team 3.1 games so far this year sitting in the 98th percentile. Sitting in the 98th percentile for a team who is utterly fantastic at times. You have a fantastic team, a fantastic defense, a fantastic goalie, and all of that runs through Miro Heiskanen. I love Miro Heiskanen. He is an absolutely a punishing defenseman when he needs to. He has fantastic footwork, can play in his own end, in the offensive end. Great transition player, can make that first pass, make an outlet pass as well. He is a bona fide star in this league that doesn't get a lot of attention at all, really. But Miro Heiskanen, deservedly getting votes in the Norris Trophy with the Locked On Hosts, and don't be shocked if Miro Heiskinen gets more votes in the Norris Trophy uh, race at the end of the year than you expect. Uh, let's wrap up this uh, section here with two Boston Bruins. And I want to talk about these Boston Bruins because, well, one of them didn't even start the year with the Bruins. Not because he was traded to the Bruins, but because he's coming off an injury, a very severe injury. At the start of the year, and that is Charlie McAvoy, the other player being a player that they acquired at the deadline last year and is now, after signing a massive deal in the offseason, become one of the best, again, quietly, one of the best defensemen in the NHL and has had one of the most surprising market value changes in all of the NHL in Hampus Lindholm. But let's start with Charlie McAvoy, who was injured at the start of the year. He had a really bad shoulder injury. And shoulder injuries are not an easy thing to come back from, especially in hockey, especially for a defenseman as well, because you know you're gonna be in contact all the time, very tentative to go into contact, very tentative to go into corners and battles. And shoulders are used for everything: using your stick, using for battles, using for hits as well and it's not an easy thing to come back from charlie mcavoy's first game of the season was on november 9th he came back november 9th a full month into this season already and his first game was against a very tough calgary flames team in that for at the time very tough calgary flames team Mm. Uh, but charlie mcavoy ended up scoring in his first game back And that was kind of the, ah, right. Remember Charlie McAvoy? Yeah, we do remember Charlie McAvoy. Because Charlie McAvoy has 61 games played this year, six goals, 42 assists, good for 48 points. Imagine if he had an entire season. He's in the 99th percentile when it comes to assists. But that's not what's impressive with uh, uh, Charlie McAvoy. We can talk about the numbers. We can talk about the the uh, forty eight uh, forty two points or forty eight points, forty two assists, excuse me. But it's the offensive and defensive differential that really speaks volumes. And what that tells you is how the team is producing offensively when uh, Charlie McAvoy is on the ice and how they prevent goals defensively when Charlie McAvoy is on the ice as well. The offensive differential for Charlie McAvoy currently sits in the 96th percentile with a 14.5 and could get up to an 18.8. And his defensive differential sits in the 90th percentile with a 16.4 and 21.3. Or he could get up to a 21.3 by the end of the year. Then let's go to that wins above replacement, how many games he wins for the uh, Boston Bruins this year, which is saying something because the Boston Bruins are the best team in the NHL. 99th percentile when it comes to wins above replacement, GSVA, how many games he wins this season for the Boston Bruins. Has already won the Bruins a th- a 3.3 games and could get up to 4.3 this year one of the best teams in the league has Charlie McAvoy to thank for wins so far this year his market value has gone up to a 14.4 million dollar contract which is up to uh, uh, or up by 4.9 million dollars absolutely insane but There is no other player potentially in this league who has had a a higher market value uh, rise or rise in stock almost. But that market value is absolutely disgusting for Hampus Lindholm. Hampus Lindholm does not have offensively pretty numbers. Well, you know what? This season he kind of does. 72 games played, 10 goals, 39 assists, 49 points. Not too bad Are they Norris Trophy winning numbers? Are they even uh, the Trophy winning numbers? Probably not. But what is, is that defensive differential and that wins above replacement that Hampus Lindholm brings to the table. We talked about Charlie McAvoy being in the 99th percentile for the Boston Bruins. How about Hampus Lindholm's 100th percentile at a 4.3 where Charlie McAvoy could potentially get up to Campus Lindholm has already accomplished that, and he's accomplished that with his 98th percentile defensive differential at a three point or 32.8 percent or 32.8, I should say. Now, I bring this up because the big debate, and I already touched on this earlier, but the big debate on the Norris Trophy is why are we giving the Norris Trophy to? the defenseman with the most points. That kind of defeats the purpose of the best defenseman. How are you the best defenseman if all you're doing is while playing offense? Here for Hampus Lindholm, it is obvious that defense comes first. Offense will come, as you see, with the 10 goals, 39 assists. But defense comes first. And that has been the calling card for the Boston Bruins this year and the calling card for the best team In the NHL. This is a guy that the Boston Bruins acquired. At the deadline last year. Not necessarily for scraps by any means. It was a big trade last year. But it was still a relatively. You know. um, Interesting deal. Now they acquire. Hampus Lindholm. And at this deadline. They acquired Dimitri Orloff. I'm very interested to see. If at this time next year. We're having the same conversation, but with Dimitri Orlov, Because the Boston Bruins seem to be having something brewing, I guess, in Boston where these defensemen can just step in and be utterly unstoppable with the puck, without the puck, in their own end, in the opposition's end, wherever it may be. And Hampus Lindholm has been a fantastic example of that. But those were some of the shockers on the list for Locked On or for the Locked On host. How about some of the names that didn't make it on the list? I'm going to bring you three names that may have been brought up at a couple of different points throughout the year in the Norris Trophy talk or Norris Trophy candidate potentially. And why you shouldn't be surprised to see their name with a vote. At the NHL Awards. We will talk about that in just a second, but first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and there is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to $1. $1,000. That is $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up today and claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from money line to point spread to who will be cutting down the net at the end of March Madness. And uh, unfortunately, I had UCLA. I don't want to talk about it. Either way, it's all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss out on your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Alrighty, let's wrap up today's episode of Locked On NHL with some of the players who didn't get on the Locked On list, but has been in some sort of conversation here or there when it comes to the Norris Trophy uh, this season. And we're going to start off with a, a player that is really under the radar and I think deserves more credit than he gets. Evolving Hockey has had this very interesting article on their website for a little while now called Why Jared Spurgeon Should Be the First Analytics Hall of Famer. It got me thinking more about Jared Spurgeon and then Pierre Lebrun decided to do a coach's poll around the league on who he thought or who the coaches thought should be a Norris Trophy winner. And one coach in the NHL voted for Jared Spurgeon. Now, again, this kind of goes along with the Hampus Lindholm thought or train of thought, where 74 games played for Spurgeon, 10 goals, 23 assists, 33 points, doesn't jump off the page. You know what does jump off the page? Probably his defensive differential that sits at a 98th percentile, Maybe his wins above replacement or GSVA or wins that he has given the Minnesota Wild that sits at a 98% at a 3.3, the exact same as Charlie McAvoy. Maybe it's his market value that's gone up by uh, $4.6 million to a 12.2 in his expected goals, although he does have only 10 on the year, sits in the 94th percentile. Oh, so quietly. Jared Spurgeon, especially when you take a look, these aren't even uh, a tip of the iceberg or the tip of the iceberg that you could possibly look at what really makes Jared Spurgeon an unbelievable, not a good defenseman, not a great defenseman, an unbelievable defenseman. And this goes into the conversation we've had already on this show as to why are we giving defensemen with the most points the trophy for being the best defenseman when you're really just the best defenseman at being offensive? How about we give the trophy to the best defenseman who is the best at being defensive? And there's a strong case to make for Jared Spurgeon, Hampus Lindholm, guys like that where you sit there and go, okay, this guy isn't getting 70 points. He's not even getting 50 points. He's getting 33 points. You know what he's doing? He's shutting down the best possible player in the league. Mm, you, you know that's Connor McDavid, but that's more uh, a hyperbole, uh, hyperbole, excuse me, or a, a situation where if you are going up against this uh, the other team's best player late in a game, you're up one nothing, and you need to defend the lead. You're putting out Jared Spurgeon. That is what defense is, and that is what this trophy represents. Jared Spurgeon should be in this conversation almost every year, but never really is. Jared Spurgeon, I would not be surprised if he got a vote in any place for the Norris Trophy this year Just an unbelievable, unbelievable defenseman who doesn't get the respect he deserves. Uh, The next two players are also teammates as well. Uh, The final two players, I should say, as well. And that is Brent Burns and Jakob Slavin. Now, Jakob Slavin's uh, conversation goes into the same as Spurgeon, as Lindholm, uh, all the defensive defensemen. His uh, numbers are more defensively appeasing. Six goals, 17 assists, 23 points, not too nice. but Offensive differential of a 92%, which you don't need to get points to be offensively not inclined but offensively influential and that is what Jakob Slavin does. 92nd percentile when it comes to offensive differential 12.7 when it comes to that could get up to a 15.2 his defensive differential is at the 90th percentile with an 18.4 difference and a 21.3 potential this year and then his GSVA 91 percentile or 91st percentile has won the Carolina Hurricanes 2.1 games this year and could get up to two and a half don't want to wear out the defenseman defensive trophy conversation anymore but Jakob Slavin is one of the best defensive defensemen in the league but Brent Burns on the other hand old (laughs) we understand Brent Burns is an old player in the NHL but Let's go back to Dom Lutrition uh, for a second because Dom Lutrition has been also doing uh, a Norris Trophy poll, not poll, but Norris Trophy rankings when it comes to some of the added and analytical numbers that come out with these, the offensive differential, the GSVA, everything like that. And Brent Burns sits third on that list. Brent Burns so far this year, 13 goals, 41 assists, 54 points. That's how many uh, points that Nathan McKinnon has at even strength. Sorry, that was just a fun fact that came to my head. But goals for Brent Burns, he sits in the 97th percentile. Also, 97th percentile in assists, 98th percentile when it comes to points, 95th percentile in offensive differential, 92nd percentile when it comes to defensive differential, and is in the 99th percentile when it comes to GSVA wins above replacement, however many wins you get for your team. He has already won 3.7 games for the Carolina Hurricanes and could get up to a 4.0. By the end of the year. Now, this is a guy who's obviously past his prime. He's almost forty years old, but he's playing at a market value of a player who should be being paid thirteen point three million dollars. He's a player who's being paid or should be being paid up to eight million dollars as current cap hit or at his current cap hit. Older player on a team that quietly harbors really good defensemen. I really think Brent Burns is going to get a vote here or there. Probably more than a couple of votes too. But I don't understand why Brent Burns isn't more in this conversation. He is a guy that obviously produces. But that conversation that we were having with Slavin and Spurgeon as well... These are guys that you want to have on the ice late in games when you're trying to protect a lead. And Brent Burns is one of those guys as well. So, and a guy who has been all over the place, or not all over the place, but has been in a whole bunch of different situations with uh, the experience that he has in the NHL. Either way, we all know Basically, we have an inkling of who will win the Norris Trophy. But what will be the most interesting thing when it comes to the Norris Trophy? Who's getting the votes? Who are going to be some of the interesting names who do get votes? So let's wrap up today's episode on that note. Let us know who you think should be getting votes for the Norris Trophy and who you think will win the Norris Trophy. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On NHL. Chris and Adam should be back next Thursday. Either way, you can also find me at Locked On Oilers or on the Locked On Oilers show at Locked On Oilers and also every Tuesday on Locked On NHL's Western Conference Tuesdays with Locked On stars Dane Lewis there. Either way, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and hopefully you have a wonderful weekend stay safe and all the best